Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room episode and I want to say a big hello to all my listeners and thank you so much for keep tuning in and um, listening to the Spacious Room podcast. I really do appreciate you um, and to this today I am going to talk about something that is close to my heart and I'm going to speak to um, the creatives I mean, everyone's creative. People say to me, oh, I'm not that creative. You know, how do you write books? How do you do podcasts? How do you blog? I'm like, we're all creative. It's just various degrees. Um, and I always try and draw creativity out of people. But, you know, what I find is that it's actually an open heart that opens your passion. And the saying goes, practice makes perfect. But, you know, practice in this flawed, imperfect world, can never make perfect. I mean, absolute perfection. And practice and perfection cannot coexist because one will inevitably cancel out the other. So when people talk about, oh, I'm not that creative, maybe, just maybe, um, and I'm speaking for myself here because I'm a recovering perfectionist, um, I do struggle sometimes with it. But if if you feel like you are, have to have everything perfect before you can even practice and make anything better, that's where you avoid making the mistakes because you sense that everything needs to be perfect. And, and in creative pursuits, that's where... Um, that's when you, you open your heart because you are allowing yourself to fail while you're practicing. And but but we get fearful, you know, we and the tension builds up inside of us. And it's then that our hearts, our perfectionist hearts, when we're trying to be creative and trying to create something and it's not going to be perfect straight from the bat. It's it's going to take time and effort to um, get it to a point where you're actually happy with it, you know, our hearts actually become too afraid and too scared and too fearful. And then we end up not colouring outside the lines in life's adventures. And then our open heart becomes closed. And that, and then our passion, whatever it is, painting, writing, whatever creativity that, that you enjoy doing, you don't do because then you... You find that you're staying in the lines and you're keeping small and contained because who knows, with an open heart that opens your passion too wide, too deep, it's a scary place, right? And to be in that struggling perfectionist moment, you know, it you, it's something that you're like, well, I'm not willing to cross that line of failing and failing and, and, and making mistakes. So you avoid them and, and then you never end up creating anything because we just want it perfect from number one attempt 
instead of number like a thousandth attempt a bit like Thomas Edison with his um the famous quote of his light bulb um you know they said oh you did a thousand times and then you got it right with with how to make a light bulb glow and he says no I it was nine nine hundred ninety nine times of failing before I actually got it right the thousandth time but the perfection in us perfectionist isn't in us wouldn't go that 999 times we'd we'd have to do the one and it'd have to be perfect but that's not how creativity works um and and then the world doesn't see your passion doesn't see what you can create even though you've made so many mistakes and you know what we learn through making mistakes creatively speaking because it just refines your um passion and it refines your skills and it refines um what you really it really pinpoints where you want to be creatively and I was thinking recently um a few weeks ago actually I went on a date night with my husband um and we were really privileged to experience this there was a chamber orchestra and they were from Germany and they haven't travelled for three years because of COVID. Uh, but they were performing in a local church not far from where we live. And each piece of music that these musicians from Germany performed, oh my goodness, it was so stunning. And the notes were so clear and it was so precise. And I mean, I'm not a musician and they to me they it was flawless it was an absolute flawless uh performance because the melody the rhythm yeah it just made the musicians just disappear into the music you were watching them play there was like three or four violins there was actually um the main violinist I mean he didn't even have a sheet music in front of him he just played from his heart and watching them all, then there was a, a cello and then there was a double bass. But they were they were just working off each other and it was amazing. But it, it's like the music came to the forefront and the players went invisible, the musicians. And as I sat listening to these exquisite sounds coming from these stringed instruments and they were playing... Vivaldi, Four Seasons. I mean, that's such a famous tune. Once it started and it was echoing in the church, it, the acoustics, it just, the hairs were standing up on your, your arms. And then they played Mozart and then they played Paganini. And, and I sat there listening to them and I thought, how many hours of practice had passed for each musician to reach that level of perfectionism, that level of excellence that was on the display in in the concert we were all enjoying. You know, the relationship between each performer didn't go unnoticed either by me because I was watching them move through the highs and lows of each note and they were smiling and they were nodding each other and, and, you know, playing their violins and, and... the energy they brought to each piece of music was amazing. But it was their open heart that had opened their passion. 
made room for each musician to be able to perform. And I thought about the composers themselves as I listened to the concert. The composers that had actually written that music centuries ago, some of them, and the music they constructed through their diligent practice was still being played in a, in a local church in 2023. And it's, it's way after the composer's deaths, and yet we're still enjoying listening to these pieces of music that these composers have composed. But each, each composer has left a legacy that's been passed down throughout the generations, and we as hearers get to experience a little of what the, each composer was like. And then I thought about all the mistakes and all the blunders they must have made composing each note, trying to get it right, trying to get it perfect, trying to get it to what they want, opening their heart to to what they needed to say through the music. And it developed the texture and the harmonies through each note. You know, Vivaldi's open heart opened his passion for creating masterpieces like the Four Seasons, what we listen to. And Mozart, still viewed as one of the greatest composers in history, his open heart opened a passion fueling his relatively short life. And then finally, Paganini, the, the Italian violinist, composer whose open heart opened his passion to create compositions that served as an inspiration actually to other composers. So why did they open their hearts fully to their, their passion when many of these famous composers actually never made that much money on what they composed while they were still alive? Why did their open hearts fuel their passion so much that even though they went through ill health, some of them faced financial ruin, some of them even died in poverty. Why did they choose to keep opening their heart to their passion? Well, it's one word and it's not perfectionism. It's commitment. That's what it was. A promise to allow the process of practice to open up their hearts deep and wide so that the affection, the devotion that fueled their passion kept them going and whether they felt like doing it or not they were committed to the practice of opening their hearts fully to their passion regardless of the outcome every unseen moment in the dark times of practicing the wrong notes over and over again fumbling along scrubbing out notes getting it right all those unseen moments hours and hours and hours for, for the, the dark moments of, can I keep going? Oh, this is not working. I failed, it's failed, it failed. To the moment when the whole piece of music comes together and then it's shone like a light in front of audiences and they listen to all the precise notes that not just the composer has sweated over to get to, to actually let it... Um, come out um, but the actual musicians practicing and practicing over and over and over and over again until they get it right to to 
honour the composer. And, and it just brings applause. And it actually brings standing ovations. And it's the same with our faith. Our commitment to God and our relationship with him begins with when we spend time with him. That's what the musicians were doing. They're spending time with the pieces of music. They weren't just practicing half an hour before they went on stage. This is months, probably years to practice, to to have no music in front of the, the main violinist. To it's it's just amazing. But it was those unseen moments. And that's that's for us with our faith. That them unseen moments are just spending time with God, practicing the presence of God, helping to expand our hearts wider. So the far-reaching passion of the Father's heart to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, as found in Isaiah 61, is completely established deep within our lives. And Brother Lawrence, he wrote a book called The Practice of the Presence of God. And he talks about this practice. And he actually calls it one single act that does not end. He goes on to say that it's God who paints himself in the depths of our soul and we must open our hearts to receive him and his loving presence. If we are to master the art of loving others in the way Christ loved people, then we need to open our hearts just like the musicians have, just like the composers did. And in our faith, allow God to work through all the messes, all the dark moments, all the mishaps and the mistakes. So our passion of who Christ is in us actually becomes compassion to other people. And as Brother Lawrence says, one single act that does not end. You know, this life is not about perfectionism. And God has given us creativity. And he's saying, open your heart and practice being with me. Practice each pitch, each rhythm, each chord so it creates a symphony. It's so stunning, so clear, so precise that it makes us as believers disappear in the background and the music of God comes forward and creates a continuous single act that does not end. An open heart opens our passion And it is the art of practicing being in the presence of God that we, the musicians, are going to get lost in his music. And the composer himself, which is God, reveals himself in the melody. Now, practice does not make perfect. And, you know, it's a really good job it doesn't because God prefers our practice over perfect. So does fear stop you from living with an open heart for God so it opens your passion for him? And I pray today that you will spend some time in God's presence and practice getting to know him better so you can live with a heart fully open and live in the freedom that Jesus died for. And I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. 
If you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life, then check out my website, thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.